church is alive, the church is moving, and the glory of the Lord will be seen in this house. Praise God forevermore. We'd like to welcome all of you on our podcast as well. We're on podcast at Word of the Ranch. It's free for nothing. So welcome and thank you for tuning in to this message. I hope you get something from it. I know you will. It's an expository on the mind this morning. The mind is the title of this message, The Mind. And let's just open up in a word of prayer before we get into it. Heavenly Father, we thank you where two or three are gathered. You're here in our midst. Give us a fresh word, fresh wisdom, fresh knowledge from heaven that can change our minds, change our belief system, change our lives forever. For out of the abundance of the heart our mouth speaks, and we have whatsoever we say. We give you all the praises today for dwelling in our midst. Holy Spirit, speak through these lips of clay. I give you all the glory and all the praises. Instruct us, Holy Spirit, you're the teacher of the church the teacher and the comforter, and you lead us into all truth. Lead us into all truth of your word this morning on the mind, in Jesus' precious name. Do you agree with that? Say amen. Amen. Well, good morning, family. I love you guys. (laughs) Thanks for coming out on a Saturday again. Praise God forevermore. If you'd like to turn your Bible, 1 Thessalonians 5.23, that just gives us a a good preface of, of who we are and what we're talking about. But 1 Thessalonians 5.23 says, May now may the God of peace, he's the God of peace, the God of shalom himself. Say himself. Himself. Sanctify you completely. Say completely. Completely. So God wants you every whit whole. Um, If you've had a chronic condition, if you've had uh, trouble in your mind, if you've been plagued with chronic fear or worry, or you've been hurt in the past physically, financially, spiritually, mentally, soulfully, in your will, mind, or emotions, God wants you every whit whole. That's good news for you today. And he will make you whole through his word. Amen? And through the Holy Ghost. Now may the God of peace himself sanctify you completely. Make you whole. And may your whole spirit, say whole spirit, whole spirit, spirit, soul, and body be preserved blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is faithful, who also will do it. Who also will do it. So he does the work. Amen. Amen. We speak his word. He performs it. Amen. Amen. So there's a promise that your three parts, your spirit, soul, and body. And you need restoration, mending, and healing in all three areas. Amen? Your spirit is set new the moment you get born again. So that's the first step is to recreate your born-again spirit with Jesus Christ, asking him to come in, making you a new creature in him, sent down from heaven. Amen? A new spirit, a new creation, a new creature, the Bible says. So your spirit's made new the moment you receive Christ. Now we got to work on your soul and body. Amen? we got to work on your mind, and that comes through the Word. Amen? So go with me to, uh, let's start in Romans 12. Romans 12, 1. How's everyone doing this morning? <laughs> amen, amen. Say, we win, we've won. We won. You know, I had a word uh, from the Lord this morning. He said, we've won, but you're not praying in tongues enough. He said, you've won, but you're not praying in tongues enough. So that's a message for the whole body of Christ. Amen? Amen. We'll just keep on praying and keep on hammering earth with heaven. Amen? When you pray in an unknown tongue, you're literally calling down, commanding heaven to earth. Amen? Every time you pray in the unknown tongue. Romans 12.1 says this, I beseech you, therefore, brethren and sistren, sistren are in the brethren. Amen? We're all one in him. There's neither male nor female. I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Say, I'm alive. I'm alive. I'm a living sacrifice. sacrifice. Say, I'm alive, alive. but I die daily. (laughs) Amen. I'm a living sacrifice. Holy, acceptable to God, 
which is your reasonable service. So reason's in the mind realm, right? That's our soul realm. Our, our mind, will, and emotions are in our soul realm. And our spirits are taking our souls to heaven, not our bodies. Our bodies uh, were created from the dust. They're going to stay on the earth. Amen? Amen. And we're going to get a glorified, resurrected body without blood. But um, our spirit our, and our souls are going to heaven. Yeah. So people are going to know your personality. Amen? They're going to know you by you. Amen? Your personality is your genetic makeup. But here he's talking about our mind, our soul realm, which is our reasonable, reasons of the mind, right? Our reasonable service. So your mind has to be right to serve God. Without a, a right mind, you'll never serve God properly. And we get a right mind by the word of God. Amen. It is his mind written down for us to renew our minds with. Amen. 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 Which is your reasonable, reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world. Well, the world's lost, confused, offended, fearful. Amen. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed, transformed by the renewing of your mind. How do we transform every year in our life? By the renewing of the mind, Paul says here in Romans 12, 1. Amen, amen. By the renewing of our mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. So the only way to walk in the perfect will of God is to renew your mind to his will, which is his word. Amen. You'll have to renew your mind to the, to the word of God, to the will of God, to walk in the will of God. Amen. And until you, until you do that, you'll be outside the perfect will of God. You've got to renew your mind to the truth to walk in the truth. Amen. You can't walk it until you hear it. Amen. And you can't do it until you hear it. But you got to think it. Amen. The words that are coming forth from my mouth, his words to you are right now bypassing into your mind. Amen. Your mind uh, figures them out, it processes them. And if you receive it, uh, you'll usually say it back to yourself. Hey, that was a good word. What did pastor talk about today? What did this man talk about today? And you'll repeat it back to yourself. It was good and it resonated with you, right? And that's how the word now gets in you. You start talking about him. Amen. Try to talk about his word a lot because it'll change you from the inside out. Amen. The more you talk it, the more you'll see it. In fact, the more you talk about anything, the more you'll see it. Life and death are in the hand of the tongue, Proverbs 18.21 says, and those who eat it, uh, those who love it, shall eat the fruit thereof. So your life and your death are both in your, your power, in your tongue, amen? And what you talk, you'll see. And what you talk, you'll think. Amen? And what you talk, you'll have. Amen? So word power. But we have to renew our minds. How do we renew our minds? Through word power, amen? We take the word and we speak it to ourselves. I like that the word meditate is all throughout the Bible. This is how we get the word in us to transform us. And I like this definition. Meditate literally means think by saying. To think by saying. To think by saying. So what you say, you'll think. <laughs> Words control your thoughts. Amen. So if you want to stop thinking something bad, say something good. Amen. Your words will shut down thoughts. We're in a word system, a word creation, a word kingdom, a word God, a word covenant. Amen. Words control everything, heaven and earth. Light be, light was. Clarissa be, Clarissa was. Amen. <laughs> Words controlled everything. Amen, amen. I want five daughters. Three came out. Amen. We had to stop it there. Amen. Words control everything. Amen. Hallelujah. Do you get that? Praise God. Amen. What you're saying every day, you're having every day. Amen. You got to get that. Once you get that, you'll be changed forever. You'll control your words. Amen. Because they're the most powerful thing on earth are your words. Amen? And words control thoughts. We've done that exercise in the past where we close our eyes and count from 1 to 10 in our minds and then say our names out loud. And most of the time, our, our thinking, our counting stops because our words precede our thoughts. They just shut down the thoughts. 
and your thoughts, your mind will attend to what you're saying more than what you're thinking. Amen? Your mind attends more to what you're saying than what you're thinking. So don't stop saying. Amen? You have to change your thoughts by saying. You have to change your thoughts by saying. For those tormented in the mind, this is a good message. Because you have to change your thoughts by saying, by speaking words of life over your mind. Amen? Wash your mind with the Word of God. Say, I have the mind of Christ because I wash my mind with His Word. That's the only way to get the mind of Christ, by the way, is through His Word. It's through His Word to think His thoughts. We have access through His thoughts to the Word of God. These are God's thoughts written down to man. All we have to do is say them and cleanse our minds. Amen? 3 John 2 says, Beloved, I wish above all things you prosper and be in health. How? Even as your soul prospers. There's the mind again. That's the mind. The mind, will, and emotions. Even as your mind prospers, John the Baptist, the Holy Ghost, God himself said through John, even as your soul prospers, you will prosper and be in health. So again, it comes back to the mind. In the mouth of two or three witnesses, every word shall be established. We have here from Paul in Romans 12, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. And then we have in 3 John 2, prosper as your soul prospers, as you transform and change your mind. Amen? How do we change our mind? Again, through words. Amen. Proverbs says, as a man thinks in his heart, so is he. So we have to take thoughts captive when they come into the mind. And that builds belief systems. What you think about long enough will build a belief system in you, whether right or whether right or wrong. So you have to start speaking the word to change those strongholds. The Bible calls them. Amen. Forevermore. Let's go to Second Corinthians ten. Say the warfare is in the mind. Say the mind is the battleground of Satan, myself, and God. Say I control my mind. I have authority over my mind. God gave it to me, not the devil. I think what I choose to think. Say that again. I think what I choose to think. Amen. Satan does not have authority and power to plant thoughts in your head. You do. Amen. You have authority to stop them or to think upon them and take them. You have that responsibility, joy, privilege, right. Amen. To take thoughts or to cast them down. That's our job. That's our authority. Amen. Say, I, talk, I take every thought captive. Glory to God. So 2 Corinthians 10. Is everyone there? 2 Corinthians 10. Say, I have the mind of Christ. Because I have his word. Amen. 2 Corinthians 10. And we'll start in verse 3. For though we walk in the flesh. Well, yeah. I'm walking in the flesh. Amen. <laughs> my spirit couldn't walk the earth without my body, actually. My body gives my spirit license to be here. And the moment I got born again, the moment you got born again, you, can, you were sent down from heaven into that earthly vessel. Amen? But without that body, heaven couldn't have come down to the earth. Without the body prepared for Jesus, he couldn't come to the earth. You have to have a body to be here. Amen? Amen? That's why Satan's looking for bodies. And if he can possess your thoughts, he can possess your house. Amen? That's your body. Say, I take every thought captive. For though we walk in the flesh, well, we're here on earth in bodies, we do not war according to this body or according to the flesh. Meaning we can't fight spirits by just punching the air. Amen? Thoughts are not flesh. Thoughts aren't physical. They stem from the spirit realm. 
So you have to take him captive by what he says to do here. We don't war according to the flesh. You can't hit thoughts away with your hand. For the weapons of our warfare, our warfare, are not carnal, literally of the flesh, but mighty. So there's a mightier kingdom, there's a mightier system, there's a mightier level on the earth than the flesh, amen? That rules the flesh and dominates men. But mighty in God for pulling down strongholds. For pulling down strongholds. Weapons of our warfare are mighty in God, in God, for pulling down strongholds, thoughts. Thoughts that you haven't taken captive that have become a belief system. These are strongholds of the enemy that you have the power and the word of God to completely annihilate and break down. Casting down arguments, verse 5. Casting them down. How do we cast down arguments? How do we cast down thoughts? With words. Amen. With words. Amen. We cast down arguments. We cast down every thought. Every high thing that exalts itself. Satan is in, is in the self-exaltation business. Amen. I believe I've never had an original thought. It's either God or him. And we're right in the middle on earth. Amen. So you either have to take him captive or think upon him if they're of God. Which that word meditate means. Think by saying. To think by saying. Casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge. See, there's in the soul realm again, right? Knowledge, knowing is in the mind, the will, the emotions, right? That's the soul of man. That exalts itself against the knowledge of God. So you'll have to replace it with his knowledge. Amen? Amen? And that's the word of God. Bringing every thought. Say every thought. Every thought. We have to be total guardians of our minds. Nobody else can do this job for you, by the way. I cannot guard your mind on a daily basis. Amen? Amen? And neither can God. He gave you the authority to do this. So if you don't take your thoughts captive, the enemy will. And he'll take you captive through that. You have authority over the devil. You have to cast down his thoughts. What's the devil's thoughts? Anything that goes against the will of God. And if you're not in the word every day, it's going to get hard for you to notice what are his thoughts and what are God's thoughts. Jesus said, my sheep hear my voice and the voice of a stranger they shall not follow. He's speaking to his disciplined ones, his disciples that are abiding in the word day and night, every day. Amen. So you get out of the word, you'll get into the devil's words. You have to have a constant stream of the word of God fluttering over your mind at all times by speaking it. Amen. Life's too short to think about anything else but God's Word. Because God's Word is eternal. It'll last forever. It'll produce things for you forever. Amen? The devil's work will come to an end. His thoughts will die. You don't have to live with them. You can have heaven on earth. Amen? Casting down every thought that exalts itself against the Word of God. Bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ, the Anointed One, and His anointing. I bring every thought captive through the Word of God. By speaking it. (laughs) Hallelujah. You sure are ugly. No, I'm the righteousness of God in Christ. Made in his same exact image and likeness. Don't talk about God that way. That's just casting down. That's just an example. That's what you have to do is speak that. Amen. Don't take those thoughts. It'll change how you feel. The devil tries to change you by giving thoughts to you. And it'll affect your body in the process. You'll feel bad as you continue to take his thoughts. Your body will start to bear the repercussions of his thoughts. 
So you, the, he's, he's warning us here. He's challenging us. Take thoughts captive at the door. You're a dominating spirit with authority on the earth. I've given you authority to do this, to take your thoughts captive. Hey, you sure are, you sure are sick today. I'm seeing all these symptoms. No. By his stripes I'm healed. He himself took my infirmities and bore my sicknesses, and with his stripes I'm healed. I do not allow that stronghold or belief system to create in my mind. These are the belief systems we have. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God, right? Amen. So you have to hear it first. It has to pass through your mind into your heart. Amen. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So our mind is of utmost importance. Our mind is the battleground and it must be protected and nourished and cared for. Amen. The best way to care for your mind is speaking the word of God over it. That's how I keep my mind fresh and sharp, the mind of Christ. Sober-minded. Gird up the loins of your mind, Peter said. With the word. Wrap the word around your mind. Amen? Wrap the belt of truth around it. Put on your helmet of salvation by speaking the word of God. Praise God forevermore. Go with me to Romans 10. Romans 10, 8. Is anyone getting something from this? I hope her minds are changed. <laughs> As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Romans 10, and we'll start in verse 8 here. But what does it say? This again is Paul the Apostle. But what does the word say? The word says, I am near you. In your mouth. See, the word is longing to be placed in your mouth. Life and death are in the hand of the tongue. <laughs> the word is near you. In your mouth. He expects his people to have his word in, his mouth, in their mouths. The word is what created you. The word is near you in your mouth and in your heart. So if it's in your mouth, it'll make its way into your heart. Amen? You can plant faith in your heart by saying spirit-filled words of truth and life. That is the word of faith. The word of faith, which we preach. I'm getting to the place where I really don't trust any preacher, any minister, who's not a word of faith preacher. They live the word. They walk in the Word. They're doers of the Word. I don't trust Christians who don't do the Word. Amen? And neither should you. That is the Word of faith. So we see here Paul the Apostle, the greatest Christian who ever lived, who wrote two-thirds of the New Testament, called himself a Word of Faith preacher. That is the Word of Faith which we preach, and so we're his whole company. Word of Faith men, Word of Faith women, Word of Faith preachers. Because faith comes by hearing the word. Amen. Faith comes to you now. Faith coming to you now. That is the word of faith which we preach. That. Here's how the word of faith functions. Here's how faith functions. That. If you confess. This is how faith works. If you confess with your mouth. If you confess with your mouth. As in speak. The Lord Jesus. And believe in your heart. How do you believe? Through faith-filled words that you heard. And that you took. And now you're confessing them. And believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, Jesus. You will be saved. You will be saved. That word saved is sozo. That's saved in every area, not just going to heaven. 
That's saved in your finances. That's saved in your bodies. That's saved in your families. That's saved in your business, your ministry, your marriages, your friendships. That's saved in every area of your life. God's hand of protection is now over your entire life. Amen? You're saved. You will be saved. How am I saved in every area of life? I confession through the mouth. Confessing the word of God in that specific area. Amen. I receive Jesus. I'm going to heaven. Hey, I'm saved in that area now. I'm going to heaven. Amen. Amen. Now I need to spread the word into every area of my garden. Amen. Amen. Finances, healing, find the word on it. Amen. Relationships, the mind, find the word on it and transform your lives. Amen. He already made your spirit new. He didn't even transform it. It's a new you. Amen. Now you have to transform your mind to the new you. Amen. The recreated you who came through the word of God. Praise God forevermore. God said it. God saw it. It was good. Say, God said me. God sees me. I am good. Amen forevermore. Clarissa B. Elisha B. Amen. He said it. He saw it. It is good. Amen forevermore. For with the heart, verse 10. Here we go. For with the heart, one believes. That word heart is spirit. That's not your pulmonary gland. That's pumping blood through your carnal body that only lasts 120 years according to the word. That's your spirit. When you see heart in the Bible, he's referring to your spirit, the real you, the real man on the inside of your body. For with your heart, you believe unto righteousness. You believe unto righteousness, and Psalm says in righteousness, you will be established. And with the mouth, say my mouth, confession is made unto salvation. How do you get saved in your finances? Confession. Confessing the word in that area. How do I get saved in my body? I have. By confessing the word in that area. Body line up with the word. Again, by his stripes I was healed. Through his poverty I was made rich. He himself took our infirmities and bore our sicknesses. You confess the word in that area and build it into you, and you'll have it. The word created everything. It'll transform anything. Amen. Praise God forevermore. He says here, confession is made for salvation. Any area that you need saving in, you need to start speaking in that area. The Word of God over. That's what does it, amen? That's what does it. Listen to this message again. Every day of the week if you want. And keep speaking the words that you're hearing over and over and over again. And you will be transformed. You will be made new. You'll sound different. You'll talk different. You'll look different. You'll feel different. You'll live different. Amen? (laughs) The word changes everything. One word from heaven can change your life forever. All you need is one smooth stone, just like David, that'll change and defeat your giant. Amen? All you need is one verse, one word to meditate on, to think by saying, to change your mind for good. Amen? And then you'll live in it. Once your mind's changed, you'll have it. Amen? You'll live in it. You'll start seeing it. Your imagination will kick in. Dreams will kick in, which are all in the soul realm as well. Visions will kick in through the soul realm. Amen? Through the soul of man. Those are all in the soul realm. You have to renew your mind for God to speak more to you. Amen? The voice of a stranger you shall not follow. Praise God forevermore. Go with me to Philippians 3. An expository on the mind. <laughs> Galatians, Ephesians. I've told you, I've told you this joke before, but what can we learn from hippos and elephants? 
that eating a plant-based diet and walking around all day does not promote weight loss? <laughs> Amen, for those of you who haven't heard it. <laughs> Praise God. God is so rich, isn't he? Yes, he is. Oh, Lord, we just give you praises. Thank you, Lord, that you called us to stir up our own faith. You called us to, to rejoice, to stir up the joy, that you placed that decree on man, on us, on the earth. You don't do it for us. We do it. Amen? And Holy Spirit, you meet us right there to help us through our standby, our helper. We rejoice in all things. We have it so easy in the U.S. To be honest, when Mass first came out, I was like, just get over it. You have it so easy here. Amen? No one's holding guns to your head telling you bow down, serve Allah. Amen? We have it so easy compared to the rest of the world. Even though I'm completely against mass and they're coming to an end, praise God. But we got it so, we're so blessed here, amen? amen. We live in a blessed, blessed nation. So keep counting your blessings, amen? Even if you're just breathing, that's a blessing. That's an air of the grace of life, God says. He gave you grace to even be here right now, living on the earth. I'm so thankful, amen? The more thankful you get, the more thankful you'll be. Amen? The more you give God thanks, the greater your joy will be. Amen? The more you confess, you will be saved. You will rejoice. You rejoice. You'll have joy overflowing from you. Amen? Life's too short to live dead. You've been raised up, raising up with Him. Amen? So put a song in your mouth. Amen? Put a spring in your step. Glory of God. The glory of God is in you now. Amen. God himself is in each one of us. I'm always happy. I'm never sad. That should be your confession. I'm always glad. I'm never mad. God's in you. Amen? Amen. He's never sad. Amen? He's never sad. He's never sad. He sent his son to take sorrow from you and me. You're not sorry for anything. Amen? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Say, I'm glad, not sad. I'm glad, not mad. I control my emotions. They come from my mind. Uh-huh. See? Emotions come from the mind. You have to renew your mind to the truth. All right, let's read Philippians 3. And God is telling us here how to live, how to act. There's more joy in the book of Philippians than any other book, and Paul wrote it in the worst circumstances he was in. In a prison with sewage under up to his neck, scholars say. He wrote the book of Philippians that has the word joy in it 19 times, more than any other book in the Bible. Philippians 3.1 says, Finally, my brethren. And this is a long finally. It's two pages of finally. Goodbye. <laughs> Love you guys. Bless you. <laughs> finally, my brethren and sisters, we're all one in Christ. Amen? Amen. Rejoice in the Lord. What? That's a commandment from God to you through Paul. That is now a commandment. You're commanded to rejoice. God's people are commanded to rejoice, not to be silent and complain. The Bible clearly says that complainers are of the evil spirit. They have an evil spirit in them of unbelief. Complaining comes through an evil spirit of doubt and unbelief. If you're unbelieving, you're going to be complaining. If you're in faith, you're going to be rejoicing. And we're called, we're told, we the just live by faith, not by unbelief. You die through unbelief. You live by faith. Amen forevermore. So this is a commandment from God. Finally, my brethren, my church, my sisters, rejoice in the Lord. Why are you rejoicing? Because you're in Him. 
Again, you're going to have to renew your mind to know how much you are in him and how much he is in you. You don't have an identity anymore. If you have an identity crisis, I have good news for you. He overtook your identity. Now you're in him. You have his same exact image and likeness and identity yourself. Amen? Hallelujah. Say, I'm made just like him. When I see Jesus, he's going to look a lot like me. You're created in the same exact image and likeness. How diversified he is. No one will have your same thumbprint ever. How diversified and how big is that God? Amen? Still, everyone made in the same exact image and likeness. He loves you so much. Amen. If you were the only one on earth, he would have sent his son, Jesus Christ, to die for you and you alone. That's how much he loves you. Say, Jesus loves me just as much. Sorry, say, God loves me just as much as he loves Jesus. Because he sent Jesus to die for you. That's how much he loves you. Say, I'm, be- I'm his beloved. I'm loved. I can run real fast. <laughs> I can outrun other disciples. <laughs> because I'm his beloved. We were reading that in the big gospel of John this week, how John wrote that this one disciple, him, didn't mention his name, outran Peter to the tomb of Jesus. He just put that in his gospel, in, his, in, in John, that this disciple whom Jesus loved outran Peter to the tomb. Amen. <laughs> but he had the greatest revelation of the love of God out of all of them. He lived the longest. He wrote the book of Revelation for us. 92 AD, about 100 something years old. Couldn't kill the man. Because he kept confessing, and we see that all throughout his gospel. I am the disciple Jesus loves. You are the disciple Jesus loves. Amen. You are the creation Jesus loves. Amen. He sent his son to die for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's reason to rejoice right there, isn't it? Finally, my brethren, rejoice in the Lord. Because you're in him and he's in you. There's always a reason to rejoice. Amen. You're not moved by circumstances. Amen? Rejoice in the Lord. For to, me, for to me to write the same things to you is not tedious, but for you it is safe. It is assured. Beware of dogs. Beware of evil workers. Beware of mutilation. For we are of the circumcision who worship God in the spirit. You were circumcised in your hearts. You were, we worship God in spirit and in truth now. We are the ones who worship God in the Spirit. That's why all songs should come from your inner man, from the Spirit. Praying in tongues, interpreting it into your native language. Amen. That's how all songs should come. Through your Spirit. We worship God in the Spirit. Again, the word gave me this morning, you're not praying in tongues enough. The church at whole is not praying in tongues enough. We would see rapid change if his whole body got together and prayed in the Spirit. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. It's a good thing I get paid from heaven. Amen? Because sometimes you can step on people's feet. But that don't matter. Amen? If God told you to do something, you're on assignment, you work for Him, He pays the bills. Amen? Praise God forevermore. Say, I don't look to man. I look to God. He's my source. I do what He told me to do. Amen. For we are the circumcision who worship God in the Spirit. 
Rejoice. There it is again, that word rejoice. Notice how many times it's here in, in chapter 3. Rejoice in Christ Jesus, the anointed one. And have no confidence in the flesh. So stop rejoicing in the flesh. <laughs> Rejoice in him because he's eternal. The flesh is temporary. Though I also might have confidence in the flesh, if anyone else thinks, notice how many times thinks is in this, this chapter as well. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I more so. Circumcised the eighth day of the stock of Israel, of the tribe of Benjamin, a Hebrew of the Hebrews, concerning the law of Pharisee, concerning zeal, persecuting the church, concerning the righteousness which is in the law, blameless. But what things were gained to me, those things I knew, those things I studied, he's saying he wasn't an Israeli scholar, amen, a Jewish scholar who knew the law probably better than anybody else. That's how much Paul studied. But he says, what things were gained to me, what things I learned, these I have counted lost for Christ, the anointed one, and for his anointing. See, knowledge puffs up, but love edifies. Love builds up. Yet indeed, I also count all things lost for the excellence of the knowledge. Knowledge is in the head realm. Of the knowledge of Christ Jesus, my Lord, for whom I have suffered the loss of all things. That's his knowledge. That's uh, what he learned through the Jewish tradition. He counted all those things lost for the knowledge of Christ himself. And Christ comes with everything. And count them as rubbish that I might gain Christ, the anointed one, and his anointing, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith. But that which is through faith. Say, righteousness came through faith. I have it. It's mine forever. Now I live in it and walk in it. It's through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith. Say, everything I receive from God on this earth comes through faith through his word. You can't receive anything from God apart from faith. It's how he operates. He's a faith God. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by his word. You separate yourself from his word, no faith. Faith dries up equals you can't live. <laughs> Your carnal man will take over and the wages of sin is death. That I may know him in the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings being conformed to his death if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Verse 12. Not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. See, your mind's not perfected yet, right? Your body hasn't been perfected yet. But he says, I press on. That I may lay hold on that for which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me, renewing the mind to total completeness and wholeness. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do. Forgetting, that's of the mind realm, right? That's in our soul. Paul says this one thing I do. So we should do this too, because he encouraged us, he charged us to follow him as he follows Christ. He forgets those things which are behind. Say, I forget those things which are behind me. And reach forward to those things which are ahead. God is not opposed to you having things. Amen? I press toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Therefore, let us, say us. Yes. Say he's not a respecter of persons. He's just a respecter of faith. 
Are you all awake this morning? Come on, help me out here. It's praying time. We got to do something. <laughs> Charge up your inner man. Come on, come on. Lord, we thank you that we're the life of Christ, that the life of Christ dwells in each one of our bodies. We glorify your name. Come on, praying in tongues will stir up your inner man. Amen. Paul says when, you're, when you pray in tongues, your spirit's praying. You'll never be more alive than praying in tongues. Paul said in 1 Corinthians 14, I pray in tongues more than you all. He wrote two-thirds of the New Testament. Again, I'll give you God's word he gave me this morning. You're not praying in tongues enough. We, we the people of God, are not praying in tongues enough. Tongues gets the job done, amen? It's God himself, the Holy Spirit, praying through our mortal man. Do you get that? Paul also said, when you pray in an unknown tongue, your spirit prays, and you speak mysteries to God. The devil can't understand your tongue language, but he can't understand English. Amen? Which means he'll set up enemy troops to try to stop it. But when you pray in tongues, he can't understand it. Therefore, he has no defense against it. Amen? we got to pray in tongues more. You're literally calling heaven to earth when you pray in the Spirit. And it's a great gift you can take on the road with you. You can pray in tongues all day. Paul says, pray without ceasing. The only way to do that is with your spirit. Your spirit and the Holy Spirit together. Praying in the unknown tongue, praying in the tongue of angels, he even says. So angels are hearkening to when you pray in tongues. Most of the stuff I've received, I've got through praying in other tongues. It's come in when I'm praying. Amen. Tongues gets the job done. The Holy Spirit knows the desires of your heart. You're praying heaven to earth. You're praying his perfect will to pass. If you don't have tongues, message me. Amen? He said, tongues is for everybody in the church. I wish you all, Paul said, pray in other tongues. I wish you all pray in tongues and pray without ceasing. Amen? Jude 20 says, Beloved, I wish above all things that you build yourself up praying in the unknown tongues, building yourself up in your most holy faith, keeping yourself in the love of God. You build yourself up. If you're feeling low, you've got to build yourself up praying in the Spirit. I don't have the strength. I don't have the energy. Start in the Spirit. And it'll protrude outward into your flesh. Amen? You're not looking to your flesh for strength. You're looking inward for strength. He's your strength. Amen? And He's in there. Stir it, praying in tongues stirs up the Holy Ghost and stirs up yourself. Amen? And it'll stir up the other gifts of the Holy Ghost too. If you've never operated in the gifts of the Holy Ghost... Start praying in tongues. Amen. That's the gateway gift to all the other gifts. Praise God. You got to get the gift of tongues and you got to stay steadfast in praying in tongues. While you're working. Amen. The only, the only thing you can't pray in tongues is when you're doing is talking. Amen. So you should either be confessing or, talk, or praying in tongues. Amen. That'll get the job done. Praise God. Amen. Forevermore. Harsh crowd. Thank you, Jesus. We bless you forevermore. <laughs> I believe we're all receiving this morning. Raise your hand if you're a recipient of heaven. If you're a receiver. Amen. Praise God forevermore. Hallelujah. If anyone else thinks he may have confidence in the flesh, I am more. Uh, let's see right here. And be found in him not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through faith in Christ, the righteousness which is from God by faith, that I may know him in the power of his resurrection, the fellowship of his sufferings, 
And let's just skip down to verse 15. Philippians 3.15 Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind. Therefore let us, as many as are mature, have this mind, the mind of Christ. And if in anything you think otherwise, and if in anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. God will reveal your contrary thoughts through the Holy Ghost. Amen? And He'll get on you and correct you and chastise you until your thoughts come in line with His. Amen? No, you shouldn't be thinking like that. Eh, don't think that. Cast that thought down. Amen? That's condemnation of the devil. You're the righteousness of God in Christ. That's the Holy Spirit in you confirming His Word. Amen? With signs following. Say, I know the voice of God. Amen. I know His voice. Praise God forevermore. Amen. And if anything you think otherwise, God will reveal even this to you. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already attained or arrived, that word attained is literally arrived. Nevertheless, to the degree that we have already arrived, let us walk by the same rule. Let us be of the same mind. Say, I'm of the same mind. I have the mind of Christ. Brethren, join in following my example. Join in following my example and note those who so walk as you have us for a pattern. For many walk of whom I have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly and whose glory is in their shame. Completely strongholded by the enemy. Their glory is actually in their shame. That's how delusioned they are. Amen. Their glorying in the flesh, their glory is in their shame, their fall. Who set their mind on earthly things. All they talk about is things of the flesh. All they talk about are earthly things. All they talk about are carnal things. And Romans says the carnal mind, the, the natural mind, is enmity against God. If you talk about the flesh long enough, you're outside of the will of God. And you got to get right back in, amen? And speak His Word again and get your mind back into line, amen? amen. Say, I have the mind of Christ. I endeavor to speak His Word more than ever, especially as I see the day approaching. Who set their mind on earthly things. Again, your mind is dictated by what you're saying most of all. So that means they're talking about earthly things all the time. All the time. That's all they talk about are earthly things. How bad things are on the earth. Instead of how good things are in heaven. Amen. Amen. Say I'm reigning in a, in a higher kingdom now. Say I'm not from here. I'm from heaven. That's where I live. That's where I think. Remember that saying to be heavenly minded is no earthly good? No, 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 no. That's completely backwards to the word of God. You have to be heavenly minded to be any earthly good. Amen. The world's imploding. You have to be heavenly minded, word minded, to have any earthly good. Otherwise, you'll never see good. Christ is charging us. They set their mind on earthly things. That's all they talk about. For our citizenship is in heaven. Say, I'm a citizen of heaven. Our citizenship is in heaven, from which we also eagerly wait, eagerly waiting eagerly waiting not lazy and strung out and just laid in bed all day we're eagerly waiting for our citizenship for the glory to come amen for christ to return i'm eagerly waiting for the savior the lord jesus christ 
who will transform our lowly body. Say the body is lowly according to the word. That why you, that's why you can't let it tell you what to do. You can't follow your flesh. You'll die. The flesh will kill you. Amen? It's, not, it's sold under sin. Your spirit will make you live. Follow the spirit. We walk by the spirit. How do I follow the spirit? By praying in other tongues. It charges me. It quickens me. Amen. The Holy Spirit speaking when I'm praying in tongues. <laughs> Who will transform our lowly body that it may be conformed to his glorious body? He's going to transform our bodies and conform them to his glorious body that's already been raised and resurrected. According to the working by which he is able even to subdue all things to himself. Say that with me because the world needs a lot of subduing. He is able to subdue all things to himself. Say, I'm not in charge. He is. Say, I call myself a Christian. I've given over my will. I've given over my life. I've given over my emotions to him. I've given over my body to him. Say, I'm his. I was bought with a price. I'm not my own. I don't call the shots. He calls the shots. If you call yourself a Christian, he's your Lord. And lords tell you what to do, don't they? Masters tell you what to do, don't they? Other countries really get this because they're not in a democracy. You know, we're in a kingdom. We have a ruling king in a kingdom who calls the shots. It says he's the head and we're the body. Well, the head thinks for us, doesn't it? And the head's the mouthpiece, isn't he? So he says, he tells us what to do and then we carry it out. He speaks to us and then we're his body to perform what he speaks. Amen? Amen. Say, I'm under orders. The Bible says, I'm in the army of Christ. You're a soldier in his army. You're not just a freelance artist on your own. You're in an army if you're a Christian. It's a high calling. Amen? Amen. Amen. <laughs> That's why Paul says he doesn't call many who are wise in their own eyes. He doesn't call many who are exalted in their own eyes. No, he calls the humble and the lowly so that he can raise them up. Amen. I humble myself in the sight of God, and he is faithful to raise me up. Amen. He's a good father. He takes good care of us, doesn't he? If you do what he says. I know that with my kids. If they don't do what I say, they usually get hurt. They do. They scrape their knee. They come back crying. And I always say, if you just did what we said, you wouldn't have gotten hurt. Many Christians are getting hurt because they're not listening. And they're not doing what they hear. The Holy Spirit could be on you for about a year now, saying something. You've got to correct this area. It's killing you. It's killing us. And you still haven't done it. You're not a Christian because you're not under orders. Christians, Christ in us, little Christ, which means what the head says, I do. I carry out. He's a king, amen? And he gives orders. He's not a Democrat. <laughs> He's a reigning king. If you follow his orders, we'll live blessed lives. His plan is the best, amen? You have to renew your mind to the mind of Christ to do anything he'll ever tell you to do. If you don't have the word mind, the, the mind of the word, you'll never obey. 
you'll be worldly minded. You'll obey the dictates of your own mind and flesh. If you're not word minded, you'll never listen to what he's saying. Therefore, you'll never receive the blessings and the rewards attached to your obedience. I believe he's pulling the strings on his church right now. I believe he's tightening up the body of Christ and those who really call themselves Christians. Those who really say, I've made Jesus the Lord of my life are going to start living like it. And those who aren't, false sheep, false Christians, are going to be cast by the wayside. And there'll be a great falling away. That's prophesied. He's separating the goats from the sheep, those who know his voice and follow him, and those who don't, that call themselves Christians. That say, yeah, Jesus is Lord. Well, what's the last thing you did that he told you to do? That's a Lord. Yes, sir. That's a commander-in-chief. Yes, sir. That I've submitted myself under. Amen. Do you want to do what he says? (laughs) I do. I want to do what he says. Amen. I want to live a blessed life. How about you? Um, He prefers obedience over sacrifice. If we don't obey, we're going to end up sacrificing something we love, like a freedom. If we don't exercise our rights, we're going to end up sacrificing those freedoms. He's the commander-in-chief, the commander of his army. He's calling you out. He's calling you up into, into greater things, amen? You're going to have to cut off the flesh to grow up. Amen. He's a good king to follow. <laughs> He's provided my every need for my entire life. If you've never made Jesus the Lord of your life, you can do that now by simply saying, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. I believe in your word. I ask that you come in. I call you Lord from this moment forward, not just Savior. Lord, I call you Lord. You call the shots through your word, and I will perform them and do that. I want to be obedient. I want to be more like you, who only did and only said those things your Father said on the earth. Lord, make me more like you. Transform me more and more into your image and likeness, my mind, my body, just like yours. Help me, Lord. Teach me. Thank you, Lord, for giving me grace to repentance, to come back to you each day and to not turn away to a dying, cruel world who's ruled by an overlord called Satan, who comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I serve the King of Kings, who comes to bring life and life in full. Say this with me. I have a spirit of excellence, because the excellency lives in me. Say, I'm blessed to be a blessing. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you for being with us today. We love you guys. God bless.